This is Appalachian Vibes on Radio IQ. I'm Amanda Baki. Appalachian Vibes is a show dedicated to challenging the expectations and celebrating the diversity of music created in the Appalachian region. Production support for Appalachian Vibes is made possible by Fretmill Music Company, whose mission is to create a more inclusive music scene in Appalachia. This week, we learn about Celtic traditional music with the Southwest Virginia Celtic and folk duo, Kinfolk. All roads lead to Bamboo Cafe in my interview with the Appalachian-influenced writer and RVA Magazine author George Wheeler. And we get funky with Audacity Brass Band, a 10-piece brass band from Richmond, Virginia. My first guest is the duo Kinfolk. We are Kinfolk. My name is Josh Kin. My name is Julie Kin, very recently, actually. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we are Celtic musicians in the Roanoke Valley. Um, I play primarily the octave mandolin and guitar. And I play the balrin, and we both are vocalists. We were just talking with some friends about this the other day, like, what is folk music? And, um, you know, obviously that's an impossible question to answer because there's so many ways of looking at it. But, you know, one of the things that always seems to come up is, you know, people hear something, they learn it, you know, by ear, but, you know, digital recordings are a relatively new invention. So it was very common for people to make, you know, a certain mistake or a change along the way. If a fiddler is not quite as skilled as the person he's learning from, he might cut out uh, a note or two or something like that and or change the part feel. of the charm of trad music. Yeah. So we <laughs> wanted to write something that was kind of in a Celtic style. And so as we grow as a band, um, we wanted to try and provide some original things. I mean, you know, there's um, certain overarching themes that you're always going to find in Celtic music, so we wanted to find what the core of that was and um, try and write something that still has that feel but is still original enough to where it could maybe sound a little Appalachian. Thank you. 
it's called The Borden Set, which uh, up until a couple of weeks ago was my last name. <laughs> he wrote it for my birthday in 2018, I think. Okay, a set is composed of multiple tunes that you splice together. In this case, he made a slip jig, a jig, and a reel. And they all were written about or for me. So the the first tune is, um, I, I named it the tuned Bowron, um, which was about Julie learning how to play the drums. So when she joined the session, she was very new to playing. Um, and so I tried to separate the three different sections into the stages of her learning how to play. What I was trying to do was have her, have it be like um, playing with a lot of holes. So have there be some, you know, longer notes, things like that. Because when you're just learning, you just want to hit the downbeat. And then the second um, part, I try to make it a little bit busier. So it's like, you know, when you get good and you kind of feel confident, you start to overplay a little bit. And that's, I mean, I think a lot of musicians kind of go through that phase. I can suddenly do it. I'm going to do it all the time. Yeah. And then the third one was trying to figure out where to put those spaces in just the right place. Um, I, I really like Victor Wooten a lot. And he was telling some story about, um, I, I want to say Miles Davis. And he had some quote that was like, um, when you're playing, leave some holes. You never know. Some music might fall out. So... Um, it was that was the idea it was just to find out like where to strike that balance between underplaying and overplaying, um, which she's done a great job with. I don't think you ever overplayed, but you know, got to draw a story. Everybody somewhere. does. Yeah, the second one was called "Run from the Horseshoe," <laughs> and that was about um, the time th where Julie met my parents for the first time. Um, when I write things, I like to kind of draw shapes with the left hand on the neck. And so um, we were playing in a horseshoe pit out in the backyard. And so she threw one of the horseshoes, but she let go of it too late and it flew up into the air and she shrieked and ran behind a tree. What else can you do? There's a big so, chunk of metal hurling towards your head and you're responsible for it. Yeah. So the A part <laughs> there is supposed to mimic that feel of swinging a horseshoe back and forth. And then the, the final part of the A part um, is supposed to be the shriek. <laughs> And then rang behind a tree. Which is why if you saw me laughing while we were playing it is because I remember yeah. every time we play it that that's, yeah. <laughs> that's now immortalized. <laughs> yeah, and then the B part is kind of her peeking out from behind the tree to make sure everything is safe. <laughs> so, His um, family liked me anyway, despite that. <laughs> they did, they did. My dad actually said, if you don't marry her, I will. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so this one's called Roll the Old Chariot, and this one's also off of our CD. Um, I got this tune many years ago from... Uh, a really well-known um, shantyman up north named David Coffin. Um, and this uh, sort of per personifies a ship as a chariot. So it's really about, um, it's a work song. And so uh, shanties help sailors um, back on these old ships, you know, kind of pull a line at the same time or, or heave something in, in unison. So there's these calls and responses. The shantyman calls out the line and then the workers all shout back. So it's not really about um, having it sound pretty or pitch, it's more about the rhythm of the song. Well, it'd be alright if the wind was in our sails, and we'll be alright if the wind was in our sails, and we'll be alright if the wind was in our sails, and we'll all hang on behind, and we'll roll the old chariot along, we'll roll the old chariot along, we'll And we'll all hang on behind Well, it'd be alright If we make it round the horn And we'll be alright If we make it round the horn And we'll be alright 
right if we make it around the horn and we'll all hang on behind and we'll roll the old chariot along we'll roll the old chariot along we'll roll the old chariot along and we'll all hang on behind well a plate of irish do and do us any harm oh a plate of irish do and do us any harm oh a plate of irish do and do us any harm and we'll all hang on behind and we'll roll the old chariot along we'll roll the old chariot along we'll roll the old chariot along and we'll all hang on behind oh well a night on the town i wouldn't do us any harm oh night on the town i wouldn't do us any harm oh night on the town i wouldn't do us any harm and we'll all hang on behind and we'll roll the old chariot along we'll roll the old chariot along we'll roll the old chariot along and we'll all hang on behind oh well around on the house it wouldn't do us any harm oh around on the house it wouldn't do us any harm oh around on the house it wouldn't do us any harm and we'll all hang on behind and we'll roll the old chariot along we'll roll the old chariot along we'll roll the old chariot along and we'll all hang on behind and we'll roll the old chariot along This episode of Appalachian Vibes is also brought to you by Lawrence C. Musgrove Associates Incorporated, providing quality and trusted administrative services for pension, annuity, health, and welfare plans since 1977. Our team of experienced professionals delivers customized solutions to meet the requirements of your benefit plan. Call us at 1-800-552-6972. You're listening to Appalachian Vibes. I'm your host, Amanda Bakke. If you're just joining me, my guest is the Celtic duo from Roanoke, Virginia, called Kinfolk. It, it, this is a question that we get asked a lot, and it is like it, very, very tied when you're into when you're doing like a traditional cultural kind of music like this. Because people will always come up to us after shows and say, "Are you Irish?" Are you Scottish? And I, I am from Alabama and didn't know my family's heritage. Um, no one really kept track. So I cannot, I never feel fully comfortable answering that question. And it, it can make you feel like a, a bit of a fraud when you're participating in this kind of music if you don't know your family's heritage. What I do know is that my, um, my dad and my mother both really loved this kind of music. So we had CDs um, in CD cases next to our fireplace growing up. And I would like take them out and I would listen to them while I was doing my homework so I that is how I got influenced into this kind of um, music I really loved the sound of Celtic music and it was readily available in my household Um, I eventually decided that I liked 
especially the drum sound in Celtic music, got myself a beginner drum. And then, as I said, I brought it up with me um, when I came here for my MFA because I thought I wouldn't have any musical <laughs> instruments around. Um, found a group that plays it actually traditionally and locally um, and learned it amongst people the way folk music is typically transmitted. My master's thesis was basically a multi-genre compilation about my experiences with synesthesia, which is a condition in which senses are crossed in the brain. So for some people, you might see color when you smell something. You might there, There's one guy who feels things when he tastes. So for me, it's um, letters have color, numbers have color, and then music of all kinds of varieties has color trying to achieve this spinning silver penny. It, silver is the color. Penny would be about the size and width of what my voice feels like. It's not a dime. Oh, Danny boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling from glen to glen and down the mountainside. The summer's gone, and all the roses falling. Tis you, tis you must go, and I must bide. But come ye back when summer's in the Appalachian Vibes is brought to you by Fretmill Music Company. 
A Taylor, Husson Dalton, Breedlove, and Martin Showroom in Southwest Virginia. Fretmill Music Company is located in the heart of downtown Roanoke. Layaway and consignment options available. Learn more at fretmill.com. And from Dr. Pepper Park at the Bridges. It's a multi-use outdoor complex in downtown Roanoke at the base of Mill Mountain adjacent to the Roanoke River. The summer and fall season has been packed with local, regional, and national artists. For the full schedule, visit drpepperpark.com. This is Appalachian Vibes on Radio IQ. I'm Amanda Baki. My next guest is George Wethington, a writer for RVA Magazine, a music publication out of Richmond, Virginia. We are recording in progress, apparently. Recording in progress. So stupid when the Zoom lady talks to you. Like whatever voice that the people decided to, like the programmers decided to use is so intellectually (laughs) condescending. And I'm like, all right, great. Now, okay, we're recording. I thought maybe by the red dot, but now that you said it in an accent that I'll never afford to go to here, then yeah, great. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I know exactly what you're saying. So how is life? I'm I'm actually good, uh, you know. Accents aside, I have uh, gone to the place that all roads lead to, which is this little spot called Bamboo Cafe. So I went there and I, I had my prosecco, I had my burger. So I have actually fully treated myself from a long week of toil, and I'm ready to talk to you. You got your prosecco, so you're feeling. Happy. I'm not feeling fancy because I know who I am, but I am feeling satisfied. Okay. Well, that's all that really matters. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) really. I was just recently given the ability to write articles for RVA Magazine. uh, um, It's this product of kind of like me pursuing my own literary interests so i wrote a um book for my nephew called the you have my shoes and my friend uh ryan kent he wrote this um book of poetry around town called hit me when i'm pretty it has all of the self-awareness of a person that wrote a you know a compilation of poetry called hit me when i'm pretty and the, the, I think some of the irony there is that he actually is pretty. Like, mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's like, he's like this long-haired guy, and like now that he's getting like in his upper thirties, he has like streaks of silver that I'll mm. never understand as a bald man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but he's like, he's like, you know, like just one of those guys that's like not only incredibly talented but incredibly pretty, right? So you gotta like try double hard just to hang out with him, but right. One day, I guess I did my makeup just enough, and he wanted to. Uh, well, because we we used to work together too, but I got super pretty and went to go see him at this local spot called Cuba Cuba that has like really great like uh, Cuban sandwiches and just Cuban fare in general. And I was talking to him about like uh, publishing stuff in the local scene and all those sorts of things and what he was doing. And then I guess it's like one of those like classic stories, like, you know, like uh, he was like, hey, do you want to like come outside? I'm smoking a cigarette. And like, I don't smoke cigarettes. And I was like, sure. And then he showed me this um, 
compilation of music that he's working on with like some of the local bands in town. And through that, I was able to contact the uh, bass player for Lamb of God, who has this really amazing uh, voice that I've always been impressed by. I wrote this for my nephew. And so to actually like be living in a place where like uh, a band where I had posters on the wall growing up and then to be able to access that person and to create a memory for my nephew that has uh, an influence of mine from growing up was huge for me. And I think understandably, right? Um, Is the book, is it all done? No, because I'm still in musical production. There's this really great guy named Andy Townsend who is the or is the retired luthier for a band called Between the Buried and Me. I wanted it to come from a heart that I felt was greater than mine. And Andy Townsend mm. is definitely a person that I feel like, you know, like practices the ideals that I uphold. And um, it was great to have him do that. And he's almost done now. How did you end up in Richmond? One of the reasons that I moved to Richmond was pure desperation. I was homeless. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had someone that could put me up for a couple weeks, only if I could find a job, uh, you know, one of those kind of things. And I was actually able to find that. And one of the first jobs that I got was at this place called Domino's. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Uh, no, no. What's Domino's? It's an, a famed, uh, it's a famed pizza place that ah. uh, used to used to be able to create car crashes with their advertising uh, promises. <laughs> But like um, the thing is, though, there's this person that I worked with who ended up being a roommate of the son of the person that owns Mountain Valley Brewing today. Chris and I were actually in this band called Over There um, (laughs) for quite some time. This is when I was like in my 20s and stuff like that. Chris now like has a has a son. He's a, a. He's an oceanography teacher to gifted children. He's this very beautiful academic mind, but he's uh, has a musical side to him as well. Yeah, and so um, when he said that his mom was putting on this festival for the first time, I was like naturally curious. So you came to the Appalachian Vibes Music Festival on Saturday to uh, write a story for RVA Magazine, which is a big music magazine in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, Will you share some of that story with us? I was 30 miles outside of Axton, Virginia, when the sky traded the ready shield of Orion for the hazy gray of dawn. On the three-hour drive there, I told myself that I wasn't going to succumb to the convenient reach of fast food breakfast. I was in gas station breakfast territory. I followed my gut and found a nice country store with great sausage, egg, and cheese biscuits and a mediocre coffee, the way the Lord intended. The place was endorsed by truckloads of people that were meeting together to swarm upon the numerous yard and antique sales I saw assembling along 360 and 58 as the world began to wake up. Turns out, I was onto something. I turned right into Mountain Valley Brewing. It is owned by Peggy and Herb. I was welcomed by the few people that were awake at the time. I kicked the can of conversation with some of the performers, vendors, and festival revelers on comfortable wooden benches around a nice high-walled stone fire pit that had a healthy bed of embers and a few lazily burning logs. The brewery is set atop a high hill and overlooks a valley dotted with mountains in the distance. 
The view alone is a reason to make Mountain Valley a destination in Virginia. This brewery could can the foam from spent 40 ounces, and the view would make that all right. But Peggy and Herb draw on their love for each other, their passion for brewing, their hops, and a deep well to make a product that mirrors the comforting natural beauty of its location. Mountain Valley Brewery was the perfect setting for the very first Appalachian Vibes Music Festival, the brainchild of Amanda Bakke. She is a creative dynamo who is founder and host of the Appalachian Vibes Music Show for Radio IQ 92.5 WVTR in Southwest Virginia. She contacted Herb and Peggy, and collaboratively, they created one of the most finely curated and enjoyable days of music I have had the pleasure to experience in a very long time. It became very clear to me that the brewery was the product of a dreamer and a strong woman. That dynamic creates an environment with enormous potential, which along with the location made it a great place for a three-day festival. I capitalized on that potential as I was given free access to their bar and proliferate menu. I tried the Vulture's Roost Ale, which had hints of ripened stone fruit and light notes of chamomile that was a lesson on easy drinking session ales. I nursed that beer while the first bands began to play. I listened to Ken Folk, an Irish folk band comprised of a husband and wife with the last name of Ken, so it's not just a clever name. They were great players and singers. The fact that there was a whole crew of people there dressed as Vikings made it all fit and gave it a renaissance feel for just a bit, which was not entirely unwelcome to someone who had their first beer before noon. After Kenfold played, I spoke with the Vikings as the second act began to set up. They explained that they were a type of hippie. I decided that I was just going to go with that. It was a festival, after all. My capacity to submit to new ideas was pushed even further as a Viking by the name of Brianna taught me the Viking handshake and asked if she could read my runes. I said yes. She explained to me that she was not completely practiced in the sacred art of the runes, so we were just going to do a simple three-stone pull. I figured with that in mind, I would ask the runes a simple question, lest she who cast my fortune incur the consternations of Valhalla. I asked the stones if I was going to have a good day. The runes told me I was going to have a good time. Odin be praised. What a relief. Up next on the day sheet was Ash Devine and F.M. Turner. There is so much that can be done with a stand-up bass and a guitar accompaniment, and so much you don't have to do. Those two knew that balance very well. Ash is a gifted songwriter, and her comfortable Appalachian tunes are gently braced by FM's command of the lower register. They work together to make music with the earnest and honest appeal necessary to transcend the ventriloquized and murky waters of modern folk. There's a leak in the roof Whenever I mention it You deny the truth Oh, darling They gentrified the hood And they kicked out all those tenants Who were up to no good I sauntered up to the bar and grabbed a ginger lime sour ale. It was ginger forward and rounded out by the tart richness of lime. It was light and refreshing with a medium acidity that spoke to the brewer's craft. I took it over to see the next band. I watched Omega Wolf, who carried the ethos of Appalachian vibes into the modern era. They had an unrepentant country and blues sound that only lent an ear to honky-tonk when necessary. They had a lyric that said, everything disappears like a nice cold beer. I looked down at mine and thought, this band is deep. 
They brought the energy of the day way up and poured out a Nashville-ready sound that reeked of whiskey and hard work. The day had progressed quite smartly to lend itself to the natural biodiversity of the Appalachian music scene. As the day wore on and the crowd lightly swelled, we would hear everything from folk, bluegrass, and country to funk and blues. I spoke with Baki briefly about her reasonings behind the project that is Appalachian Vibes. She explained that she is ending the monoculture of traditional, heteronormative, white male-dominated representation in Appalachian music to celebrate the natural diversity that makes the area so special. She had failed to tell me that she also was performing and was herself a wildflower sustaining the blessed life cycle of diversity and interdependence. That woman rips. She grabbed a guitar, the look at her bandmates, and, as a mother of three, did what she had so many times before and took our ass to school. There was a jazzy devotion to chord structure that spoke of Winehouse, less as an influence and more as a call and response from a kindred spirit. She brings you to an honest understanding of the human spirit that can almost leave you cold, but wraps it all up in a warm blanket of playful sass and fuzz. Just like a mom, have a blanket. Many notable bands played during the waning hours of the day, which had an interim of Viking wrestling, a Viking one. I caught Megan Jean and the Clay Family Band, who had a theatrical vocal and lyrical delivery that was colorful, bright, loud, and fun. They were another husband and wife duo, and he was the most interesting lead player of the day. His playing had the playful staccato of bachata and the humble rhythm of a man that knows when to be heard. I'm 
After that, I was watching Emily Mussolino, who had a no-holds-barred, bombastic blues and rock delivery. Like the best of her genre, her sound was warm and ripe like hanging fruit, and larger than a giant peach. Finally, as night fell and Orion rose his shield, people began spinning fire. The night was finished off by the Snozberries. They were the obligatory late night festival band. They were Wonka Factory Alley Cats with groovy driving funk. They had a new drummer who replaced their late drummer. They performed as a tight, infectious, playful, cool, and natural funk unit. I went down to the river below the mountain chain. have so many words to cover 12 hours. Special shout out to Dylan Dent, a songwriter with a rich and creamy voice and varied and soulful presentation of his very own mix of folk and hip hop. I got a penny for your thought. I got a quarter for your time. I got pennies for your thought. Does my spare change make you change your mind? All I wanna do Spend time with you Say back and maybe shoot The breeze Believe me I just wanna go To places you don't know Some place you haven't seen Where you could be the queen But all I got are pennies For your thoughts I got a quarter for your time Oh I got pennies for your thoughts Jojo Stockton and Dara James Blues Band performed together with an unabashed, playful, and sensual delivery of soul and blues. Pinch me, I must be dreaming. When you walked in the door, you had everybody screaming. That dress you wear, woman, I just want to thank you, but you've been a bad, bad girl, I might have to spank you. 
Werner Helms' edition had a heathen hillbilly crooner with an attitude that could only be matched by the strength of his stringed accompaniment. Well, breaking hearts like glass is something we all have to do. But in the end, it comes back to bite. Cause glass, it ain't sharp until you bust it up. And after that, it's sharper than a knife. Well, my buddy, he once told me that I was a fool for leaving something that I know so well. And though I didn't know it, my conscience wouldn't show it. I cast myself into living hell. Said I'd be flying and you'd be down there crying, and I'd be on top of the world, never coming down. But it only took a while before you got back your smile. Meanwhile, my plane has crashed. The point I'm driving is that you missed the very first Appalachian Vibes Music Festival. There is an Appalachia that is as beautiful and bountiful as it is diverse, and it was there that night at Mountain Valley Brewing. There is a cooperation and love that can put that bounty in every home. After all, it takes all kinds. Production support for Appalachian Vibes is made possible by Fretmill Music Company, an Ibanez, Dan Electro, Music Man, and Sterling dealer located in the heart of downtown Roanoke, Amps and effects pedals, including Orange, Boss, Roland, and Electroharmonic. See their full inventory online at fretmill.com. And from Dr. Pepper Park at the Bridges, October has been packed full of concerts. October 22nd, Dr. Pepper Park welcomes the Motley Crew and Def Leppard tributes to finish the 2021 season. Visit drpepperpark.com for more information. This is Appalachian Vibes on Radio IQ. I'm Amanda Baki. My last guest is the 10-piece funky brass band out of Richmond, Virginia, Audacity Brass Band. I'm Tyler Gage. I'm the frontman, vocalist, and trumpet player for Audacity Brass Band. And uh, I am Nick Gammon, and I am the bassist for Audacity Brass Band. Tell me about Raise Your Glass. I came home one day. And I had a note on my door that was like, I'm sorry, the key's in the mailbox. And I went over to the mailbox, got the key. I walked into my apartment and there was nothing there. I mean, there was nothing in my apartment. She had, uh, she'd taken everything. She. This actually happened to you? Yeah, absolutely. That's what this song's about. Uh, it's, it's about coming home and your significant other just emptying your apartment. Um, she left my Xbox, but took the TV she took my deodorant. I mean, I had nothing. <laughs> I didn't even have the microwave, which is also, you can hear that reference on the tail end of the rap in, in D's nuts. Um, you know, it's the, they always dog on me about not having a microwave because th- this was in college. This was sophomore year in college. Uh, we had been together for, for four years at that point. So we were living together. And uh, then 
I don't know, the, the next day she was in a relationship. So that tells me how, how much I knew about what was going on in her life. But, uh, yeah, that, you know, that's what that song was about. It took me a little bit to, to get over that. Um, and then once I did, I was like, <laughs> why am I even fretting over this? She, it's I, I'm lucky. I'm lucky that she did it then. Um, I, I wish I had my, my microwave back, but other than that, I needed to raise a glass and, uh, kiss those troubles goodbye.
band started in 2014. Um, it, a whole different group of members. There's actually only two out of the 10 of us that are original members, myself and Sam. Um, it started out as a fraternity brass ensemble one Christmas that we just learned some Christmas chorales and then played uh, for the local primary school because uh, they didn't have a, any sort of music program there. It's in the sticks. So we were like, well, let's let's show them to play some instruments. And uh, then I booked a gig at a bar and the fraternity, contrary to popular belief, was like, yeah, we don't want you guys playing in a bar wearing the letters. And uh, I was like, well, I'll just rebrand everything. And long story short, it turned into audacity uh, that those five brass quintet players quickly turned to eight and then 10 over the years. You know, people have left college. That was when we did a whole lot of member changes. Um, now we're, we're sitting at a real solid 10. We've got, we've got our lineup of the trumpets, saxes, trombones, bass guitar that we absolutely love. Um, and we're just, we're really, really stuck on, on those 10 people. It's just a, a texture and a thickness that you can't, you can't get anywhere else. So let's get into, uh, these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's what I like to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was. I think I was actually listening to an artist called Freak Bass a lot, who's based out of Cincinnati. A lot of like that kind of style like that, like some almost go-go type stuff. Um, and I, I worked with Dean and he wrote the horn parts. And yeah, I don't I don't know. There was no real idea behind it. It was just something that sounded cool and needed a name. And we were like, let's. Let's go with these knots. We're gonna have Tyler get up on stage and say we're playing these knots and see how it goes. You know, when it comes down to the inner workings of Audacity Brass Band, it's pretty shallow. <laughs> <laughs> but we need bands like that too. We can't all be uh, writing, you know, material that makes you want to, you know, process your feelings, <laughs> unless it's like a happy one. Sometimes we need those, uh, you know. We need to watch Dumb and Dumber and, and not Green Mile, you know. Oh, 100%. That's uh, that's exactly what uh, Nick and Tyler are, is Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> <laughs>
shadows, keeping the flow. I'm killing the beat that makes you move your feet, and now I'm rapping on the mic for your eyes to see. It feels good to see y'all's faces in the back. All I see is the faces at all the different places in the back of the station. No one can tell it to your faces to buy our shit. Got a drink in my hand, alcohol flowing. Seems to me that everything is going. And what's that I see over there? A cutie with a booty with long hair blowing like there is a breeze in the air. All I could do was stop and stare. We lock eyes and that's no surprise. And then she walked over with a basket of fries. Uh, heels high, let's get tight jeans. And a crop top on, she was a girl of my dreams. Don't trust her. This I must say, cause if you do, I promise you'll pay. She'll seem nice, cause that's how she's raised. But the girl's a snake, and she gets away when she laughs and smiles. You get lost in the gaze, and your next thing you know, she steals your mic away. Purchase from Fret Mill Music Company and show your receipt at Crescent City Barbecue in downtown Roanoke for 10% off brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. Also, if you bring your Crescent City Barbecue receipt into Fret Mill, you will receive 10% off of your purchase. Restrictions apply. Fret Mill Music Company is located in downtown Roanoke at 21 Salem Avenue Southeast. Give them a call at 540-982-6686. This is Appalachian Vibes. I'm your host, Amanda Baki. My guest is the Audacity Brass Band. In the middle of the night, I'm hearing, and when I say middle of the night, it's after a, a band loads out from a venue and gets there. So it's like almost morning. Um, I hear this screaming coming from the hallway. And I was like, oh, what is that? So I stand up and go to the door. This hotel had apparently not written down any of the rooms that they sold all night long and double sold a room. So this, this single woman is sleeping in her motel room and some dude got a card from the front desk, unlocked her door and walked right in. And instead of being a normal human going, Oh, there's someone in this hotel room. He just started sneaking around and rummaging through her stuff. Yes, it was terrible. So here I am. Yeah. So I just stayed out of it. I was like, I'm, I don't know. I'm, this isn't my fight. And, and she got him out of the room. And then not 45 minutes later, I get woken up. Boom, 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 boom. And now it's the cops and they're screaming and hollering in the hallway and she's flipping out. And now the cops are screaming and hollering in the hallway. At this moment, all of our Wi-Fi and cable goes down. So I don't even have anything to turn noise on over all of this commotion going on. Uh, it was just, it was just utter chaos. I've never seen that. I've, 
I've never even heard of that. It was the worst hotel we've ever stayed at, period. What do I do to ignore them behind me? Do I follow my instincts blindly? Do I hide my pride from these mad dreams and give in the sad thoughts that are maddening? Do I sit here and try to stand it? Or do I try to catch them red-handed? Do I trust some to get fooled by the phoniness? Or do I trust nobody and live in loneliness? Because I can't hold on when I'm stretched so thin. I make the right moves, but I'm lost within. I put on my daily facade, but then I just end up getting hurt again by myself. This is Appalachian Vibes on Radio IQ. I'm Amanda Bakken. Production support for Appalachian Vibes is made possible by Fretmill Music Company. Learn more at fretmill.com. If you'd like to learn more about any of the featured artists this week, go to AppalachianVibes.net. You can also catch up on past episodes and nominate an artist there. I'll see you guys next Saturday at 8 o'clock.